Welcome to episode 21 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 3. I am your host Hamida and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach and stories heal. Hello everyone and welcome to season 3. I am so excited to bring season 3 to you. I never dreamt I would get so far but here we are. And I couldn't have done this without you, so a big thank you from me to you. This episode is going to be a little different. This was not my idea. This was my nephew Sohail's idea. Technically, he is my nephew, but really he is like my older first son. I am so thankful for having Sohail in my life. He is such a good brother to my two kids, uh, older brother to my two kids. And his idea was... HB, which is what he calls me, HB, let me interview you just so that your listeners can know more about you, so that your listeners can know why you started this podcast. And also they can, you can tell them where you intend to take the podcast in season three and henceforth in other future seasons. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. So without further ado, I am going to let Sohail for this episode, step into my shoes become your host, and interview me. Everyone, please welcome Sohail Rupani. Sohail, I'm handing the mic over to you. Enjoy it. I want to start by saying congratulations. Uh, I think it's a big step for someone who's spent their entire career doing something that people would consider not necessarily creative or, or artistic, but you've always been someone I've known to be creative and artistic. So I love seeing this expression of your creativity, particularly in sort of the middle chapter of your life for you to just come about one day and tell me that you have a podcast and that I should listen to it was a big surprise to me. And part of the reason I asked you if I could interview you for your own podcast and you humbly accepted is because as your nephew, I've known you my whole life and I still don't fully understand why you're doing this. Although I love that you're doing this. So I figured if that's a question in my mind, that might be a question in other people's minds, particularly your your audience's um, mind. And so that's why we're here today. Okay, so here, great. And let me tell you, I was actually excited that you asked to interview me for the first episode of season three, because I would never have thought of this. And as much as I already have 20 episodes and I have 20 guests sharing their life lessons, I think this is a great opportunity for me also to tell my story and share my life lesson. So thank you for thinking of this idea. To answer your question, Sohail, truly speaking, it's not like I was planning to start a podcast for some long period of time. My podcast was born out of an intuition. More like a nudge from wherever saying this is something I should be doing. And I think it is because of who I am. I am a person who loves to share knowledge. And what better way to share knowledge than a podcast? And I'm not only sharing what I know through this podcast, but the genesis of this podcast is where everybody's coming together as a community and sharing life lessons that they learned from their stories. One thing that I can particularly place my finger on as to why I started this is a book that I was reading. I've mentioned this book throughout my podcast episodes, and it's called Kitchen Table Wisdom, 
Stories That Heal by Rachel Naomi Remen. She talks about how her family sits around a kitchen table and said stories. And she narrated some of these stories in this book. I want to read a small segment. In this book, she says, everybody's story matters. The wisdom in the story of the most educated and powerful person is often not greater than the wisdom in the story of a child. And the life of a child can teach us as much as the life of a sage. She goes on to say, hidden in all stories is the one story. The more we listen, the clearer that story becomes. Our true identity, who we are, why we are here, what sustains us is in this story. The stories at every kitchen table are about the same things. We are telling each other the human stories, stories that awaken us and weave us together as a family and community once again. How beautiful is that? That's beautiful. And it's clear that You've been meditating on this for a long time, and, and there's certain um, themes that feel repeated in terms of community, and of course, this, this idea that life's grand lesson or lessons are found in stories. I think something that I would love to ask you is, is why now, right? You know, this is something that could have happened to you over the last 5, 10, 20 years, but there must be a reason you started this in the last year. So maybe tell us a little bit about the timing of, of the creation of this podcast. Uh, that's a good question. Up until now, I have been working in very traditional jobs since I finished my MBA a long time ago. And in doing these traditional jobs in banks and in the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and at Ernst & Young, there was always this barrier to creativity because everything had to be black and white regulated, there was not much room for actually being yourself. When I took a step back from these traditional roles and I thought of starting my own consulting slash advisory firm, it gave me not only a lot more time back, but it also let me be who I am as a person. And when I started thinking about who I am, this kind of felt very natural. I always liked talking to people. I am a people's person. I liked putting events together and being MC in, in events. I did that with my community. Therefore, this kind of seemed like the natural next step in my non-professional life. It's been awesome to watch you grow, which is an interesting thing to say to your elder, that I have been watching you grow as I've grown mentally, emotionally over the years. And, and that answer makes a lot of sense to me. Also, you know, part of the reason I worked in professional services and environments of that nature was because I watched you my whole life working in, in environments like that. And of course, my mother too. And I think everyone is sort of waking up to this idea of how to be yourself and how to be your best self and how collective entities of people being their best selves is actually what's best for organizations. Um, even corporate America is waking up to that idea and even very large organizations are trying to to instill that. So I, I think you're definitely hitting on a nerve that a lot of people care about. I think this is a natural segue uh, into a little bit more about your story and then we can come back to framing season three and, and framing more about what you want to achieve with this podcast. You mentioned defining moments when you, when you spoke about starting this podcast. You know, if you reflect back on your life, let's go through a couple of things you consider defining moments of your life, and, and maybe we can learn more about you through that. My life has been full of defining moments, Sohail, and this story that I'm about to share 
And here's my chance to share my story instead of interviewing guests and enjoying the stories they share. So I'm excited about this. This story is not a life event. It really is a very simple story, but it is a story that kind of changed my life and made it much easier for me. And you will see at the end why. This was 17 years ago. I was pregnant with my son. I was working at the time at Rabobank. It's a Dutch bank. I was a credit officer for structured products there. I loved working there mainly because the people that I was working with were wonderful. From all of the employee programs that Rabobank had, one of it was an offsite. And for our division, every year we had an offsite either in Netherlands because that's where the head office is or in London because they have a big presence there or in New York. That year, the offsite was in London. Now, me being more than eight months pregnant, no airline was going to allow me to fly to London. And as much as I was yearning to go there with all of my wonderful colleagues, I just raised my hand and I said, enjoy, I will hold the fort in New York. It was only four days and I knew I'd be able to do it. They were very happy about that. They left on Thursday. On Friday morning, I came to work. I knew the forecast was that there was going to be four inches of snow. I was working the whole day, no time to breathe, no time to step out. When I left the office at 7 p.m., there was 18 inches of snow on the ground. There were high hills of snow everywhere. And here I am as pregnant as could be with a big stomach where I couldn't even see the ground that I was walking on, let alone my own feet. As soon as I got out, I froze. And I said, how am I going to get to the bus stop, which was nearly three blocks away and I had to cross three times. And I froze right there. And I said, I'm not going to move from here till I feel safe. And I closed my eyes and I said, How do I find a way to get there safely? And when I was saying that to myself, I I felt someone touch my shoulder and I opened my eyes and I looked at him and he said to me, it looks like you need help. May I help you cross the road? And I smiled the broadest smile that I could give him. And I said, yes, please. He held me by my elbow And he took me all the way to the bus stop. And in those three blocks, we had such a pleasant conversation. I couldn't thank him enough. I told him how relieved I was that he really was the answer to my little prayer at that time. When he left, I couldn't believe that that's all it took. It just took that very conscious wish that I could safely get to the bus stop and lo and behold there was an earth angel that was sent to me to take me there. Now till then obviously there have been many times that I wished for something and it happened but I never crystallized in my mind how I was being helped by the universe but that day it was as clear as could be that this was an earth angel that was sent specifically to help me. And from then on, I started believing in earth angels. All I have to do now is whenever I'm in a bind, close my eyes and tell myself, I need some help. And there would be an earth angel showing up from somewhere to take me out of the bind. 
just like he did 17 years ago. Now, this was such a long time ago, but this story seems to me as if it was yesterday, only because I make sure that I keep reminding myself of the story because it helps me live my life so much easier. The life lesson from this is twofold. One, if you believe in earth angels, they will be there for you. You know, there is that saying, I will believe it if I see it. Well, here it's the other way around. If you believe it, you will see it. And the second life lesson, Sohail, is that there is no shame in asking for help. If you need help, ask for it. But when you get that help, it is imperative on us to pay it forward because that's the positive loop that we want to create on this earth. One of my favorite quotes ever is by an Indian philosopher. His name is Rabindranath Tagore. I don't know if I butchered that or not, but the quote is, everything comes to us that belongs to us if we create the capacity to receive it. And you mentioned that after this moment, you were able to see everyone around you who could be someone that could help you because that, that was a defining moment in that you were now creating the capacity to receive that help. Um, and I think that's such a powerful lesson with respect to, there's always help around you, but you have to change your outlook and then it's a, a positive loop. But that's why it's so important to continue to pay it forward. That really resonates with me. And, and, and actually there's another tidbit in there that I think informs a lot of your personality, which is knowing you and in knowing many other parents who are first generation to this country, whose children are the first generation to be born in this country, your parenting style is very different. And I know that parenting is sometimes a focus of, of your podcast, depending on who your guest is. You tend to parent in this style of encouraging risk, uh, which sounds like it came from your family back home. And then also in actively preaching the importance of networking. And there are other examples of, of your style, which to me reflects is actually quite contrary to the perception of what immigrant um, household values are. A lot of times people parent from a sense of fear. And so rather than telling their kids to, to sort of spread their wings and take risks, it's, it's actually the opposite because it's, it's much more of a conservative household. And so I, I'd love to hear from you about things that you've done proactively to make sure that your kids become risk takers, understand the importance of networking, sort of live with really free and open hearts and how to balance being the child of an immigrant and maintaining your culture and learning all the amazing things that come from being the child of someone who's literally migrated across the world. And, and I can speak as the older brother, cousin to your children, and they present this balance phenomenally well. But I think if and when I, I'm a parent, this is going to be something I ask you for advice for. So I think uh, probably many of your audience members would love to hear how to achieve that balance too. So uh, parenting is such a complex thing you can have various styles of management. You can go to an interview and ask, so what is your management style? And a manager would immediately be able to tell you what that management style is. But if you ask a parent, what is your parenting style? It's a very tough question. I don't think there is anyone who will be able to say, this is my parenting style and I stick to it no matter what. 
because that would defeat the purpose. Parenting to me is very fluid. You have to be changing with where your children are, in what phase they are, where they are at in their space, and also what kind of support that they need from you. I have tried my best to be fluid. The way I have thought about parenting is that, I'll give you an example just from today. It's fresh, just happened, right? My son is ready to take his ACT this Saturday because he's a junior and he's applying to colleges. And he tells me his goal is to be getting a 35 out of 36. My immediate reaction was aim 36 and then you could fall to 35. And he looked at me and he said, I think 35 is enough. And I said, yeah, you're right. 35 is enough. Fine. I'm not married to the outcome. And when I said that, it struck me that that's really the message I need to give him. And I said, all right, let's step back and do this all over again. You tell me what your goal is. And he said his goal is to score a 35. And I said, that's great. You know what? You need to give it your best. Don't be married to the outcome because once you get married to the outcome, you will feel pressured. You give it your best. You will land where you're supposed to land. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, that makes me feel better because your guidance to me was feeling like I'll have now to show up with a 36. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you have to be fluid. I'm happy to hear what you think about my parenting style, but believe me, it's just very organic and fluid. I'll try my best to hold back my opinions other than just saying that it is phenomenal. So I think you said a few things there that I think we can double click on. Earlier, you said it would defeat the purpose when you were discussing parenting, which kind of alludes to the idea that there is a purpose to being a parent. What is that purpose to you? To me, the biggest purpose is to support your child or your children in any which way they need the support. It is letting them run their life when you know they can. I'm only speaking about this because I have older kids. And so, yeah, when they were little, I was then making decisions for them. But I think it's very important. And, and I see this also missing in our schools where you let your child do what they want to do and fail in it. We don't allow failures in our lives and in our children's lives. Let them learn from their failures because what you can learn from a failure is way, way, way important than if you just kept succeeding in life and got used to that success. Because then when the first failure came by, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. But if you are allowed to fail and learning from it and using that as a set stone to get to the, the successes, I think that is such a better path and more exciting as well. I personally feel that parenting is all about supporting your children in their successes and specifically in their failures and also letting them know, making them damn aware that you are always going to be there for them no matter what. Failed because you took a risk and so congratulations right for failing and, and making it cool to fail is an athlete's mentality and, and I love that. I have two questions for you based on my notes from this conversation and then we can sort of turn it back to thinking about this podcast. You know if you're if you're someone who is sort of stuck like you mentioned you come from a household that sort of created a Hamida that is 
a risk taker that is gregarious and, and outgoing and, and open-minded. Let's say we go back to those examples of people who have really strong hearts and passion and, and energy for life, but have come from a situation that made them the antithesis of those things, fearful, closed-minded, scared. You know, a lot of pain can cause behavior that is isolating, right? And it's not because you don't like other people, it's because you're afraid to get hurt again. And so interviewing 20 guests, but also just being someone who's lived a lot of life, I would like you to talk about how someone can open their heart and how someone can live with less fear, assuming that they are starting off from a fearful place. Because I think transformations are important. What do you do to start changing that? I actually go back to my podcast and the genesis of it. Tell your story. Tell your story to people. You don't know how much that'll heal in itself just by talking about it and talking about what it is that made you who you are, what it is that made you fearful. Listen to other people's stories because you will find company in their stories. Probably they went through exactly the same thing and they got themselves out of it. For example, episode number 14 is 20-year-old Whitley who experienced sexual abuse when she was 15 and 16 because she didn't know any better. Her parents didn't talk to her about consent. She wants to tell her story so there are other teenagers out there who also are getting pressured to do things that they don't want to do, then they don't have to. And that's what she's telling them. You don't really have to. I didn't know, but let me tell you that you now know that you don't have to do those things, right? So my thing is talk to people and you will find that inner strength once you allow yourself to be vulnerable with people. And then you'll be surprised to see what you learn from them and what of what you've learned from them, you can adopt in your life to then feel what you want to feel. That is if you want that change, because no one will be able to bring about that change in you, but yourself. And so I'm just saying, take a chance on yourself and tell your story. I, I love that. I think uh, there's a lot of traditions that are rich in Bollywood is a perfect example of consuming stories but perhaps it's time that we start making it a part of our tradition to tell our stories. And, and the idea that one can heal through telling their story is something I haven't thought of before, but makes a lot of sense and, and resonates with me. And thank you for making my job easier. You're, you're helping me transition back to the podcast. So that makes sense why you're actively engaging in the act of storytelling and, and, and letting people tell their stories. There are some go-to-market marketing style questions that I love to resort to when, when I think about people starting new projects. We've talked about why you created this. Now I want to ask you a difficult question is why should people care? And let's split that up. So let's think about, you know, if, if I'm listening to this podcast and I want to be someone that comes on to be your guest, right? Like who is your ideal guest? How do you think about your guests? And then we'll, we'll turn to thinking about how you relate to your audience. So Sohail, I know you have asked me this question before one-on-one -on -one as well. I have given it a thought. I had given you the same answer that I reached you again after thinking, I really don't have an ideal guest. Actually, let me reframe it. Every person is an ideal guest. That's how I want to say it. Because every person has a story to tell. Am I looking for certain kind of stories? 
versus others? Actually not. I am looking for stories that have impacted the, the guests' lives because if something is profoundly impacted you, I can assure you it will impact hundreds of other people because we are all, after all, a community. We are, after all, living the same lives. We share this earth. We all have physical bodies. We all have our internal spiritual bodies, if you believe in it. And as much as I am unique, I am also sharing various aspects of me with everybody else. As much as I'm using my energy for myself, it's also impacting everyone around me. And everyone who wants to share those life lessons because they think that it will help other people, just like Whitley thinks her story will help other people, I'd like them to be on my show and I'd like to uh, interview them. I like that. I think that that is sincere and core to how you're running this and, and it's your art. And so that's what's beautiful about it. Let's, let's ask the same question about your audience. Understanding that everyone can be your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll use myself as an example. I consume a lot uh, auditorily. I learn better with audio than visual, for example. So I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. I listen to my news via someone you know, reading it out loud to me every morning on, on a podcast. So maybe, maybe it's easier to ask you, when during the day or what emotion should I be feeling when, when it should occur to me, you know what, this would be a good time to listen to sharing life lessons. How do you think about that? Here's what I'm telling my audience. If at any point in time, you have a question in your head, something has happened, you are feeling stuck, or maybe you're not stuck. Maybe something has happened and you're feeling joy and you want to celebrate that joy. Or if it's not either stuck or joy, but it is a question that has arised in your mind, no matter what is happening, whatever that question is, I'm saying turn to sharing life lessons because through all of the episodes that are out there, somewhere you will find the answer. Somewhere you will find someone who will want to celebrate your joy with you. And somewhere you will find that person who you feel just by his or her story is being compassionate with what is happening to you right now, where you're stuck and you will figure a way out of that. Yeah. You know what? I haven't heard that from you before. And I think throughout this conversation, it's becoming clear that when you say building a community, I I, I would add, you're also, you're building a library. It sounds like you're building a library of stories to which I can turn if and when I need to hear a story to make what I'm going through feel relatable. And that's a new sort of vision uh, that I'm hearing from you, but it fits with what you've been doing. I actually Um, like what you just said. I hadn't even thought about it as a library, but you're spot on. I am building a library of stories. And I love that. I think that's powerful. I think it's important. I think many anthropologists and historians would agree that that human beings learn through story. You know, us as an animal or species, the thing that sort of separates us from other animals, or one of the things is is our ability to tell stories and learn from them. It's anecdotal learning rather than scientific learning. On that note, and maybe to to finish our conversation, you're embarking on a new season, season three. Congratulations. Is there anything else you want to put out there? This is your moment. 
So Hale, thank you for thinking about this. Just in these 30 minutes that I've spoken to you, I have learned so much more about where I want to take this podcast. I really didn't know what to podcast and how to podcast. And now here I am envisioning season three and I'm really excited about it. But I also want to tell my audience that this is going to be a fun journey together. And we will be talking about various topics. We will be laughing together and crying together and supporting each other and being there for each other through stories. Thank you, Sohail. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to this discussion as much as I enjoyed having this discussion with Sohail. It definitely was beneficial to me because it gave me more clarity into where I want to take this podcast in the future. But also the most exciting thing that I learned from it is that we are creating a library of stories from this podcast of Sharing Life Lessons. And that excites me. That's going to be my new tagline, creating a library of stories. Also, I I want to urge you to do one thing for yourself today. As soon as you hit the stop button on this episode, I want you to sit back and think of the number of times you have encountered your own earth angel or earth angels. Now, I call them earth angels. You can call them by any name you want. But think of the number of times that someone has showed up to take you out of a difficulty or a trauma or when you when you really need help. And when you do come up with those instances. Some may come up with few instances. Some may, some may come up with too many instances. But when you do realize it, you will know that you really have an option. And I urge you to exercise that option whenever in life you need help. Just call upon your earth angels and you will see that they will show up. With that, we end this episode. I will come again next Wednesday with another episode of Sharing Life Lessons. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.